Good morning, everyone. All right, episode three of Windfall Media Solutions podcast. I haven't come up with a better name yet, but we'll name the podcast something better in the future once we kind of get all the ducks in a row here. So in the last episode, kind of left off, we had just discovered that my wife had just lost her six-figure fi- six uh, engineering job. And we're starting to realize where this is going and that we're in a little bit of trouble. So, do the quick analysis. Do the quick beer math. Oh, that's a cop. Hold on. Okay. I don't really know the rules around here for talking with headphones in, but all right, we'll edit that out. Maybe we'll even in. I don't know. Kind of part of the game here. The the morning drive podcast to work. Um, we just found out my wife had lost his big engineering job that was making up like you know probably well over sixty percent of our of our monthly income, and you know I had to go do some army stuff for a month, but I was like, Hey, don't panic. Just rest. And we'll figure it out when I get back. Okay. We got, we got not time on our side, but we're, we'll be okay until I get back kind of thing. So I go, that's a whole nother story in of itself. Um, and they came back. And once I came back, we start to do the beer math, right? Just quick, analysis snapshot of expenses divided by, or excuse me, money and savings divided by expenses. We're looking at about nine months. So nine months is okay, right? We can hand, we can take care of that. You'll, you'll get another job soon. Nine months, you're supposed to have six to 12 months in expenses saved up, you know, in your rainy day fund. And we had nailed that previously. And with the escrow, or the, uh, not the escrow check, but the equity check from our, uh, the sale of our first house. So I was like, okay, no issue. Don't panic. Uh, let's go ahead. We didn't really have anything we were paying for, but, um, you know, we had some stuff we could have trimmed down, but it wasn't like we weren't other than our outstanding mortgage. There wasn't a whole lot of frivolous, uh, spending going on. I mean, I'm sure there was, but we didn't think there was at the time. And so as we kind of chip along, days become weeks, weeks become months. And next thing you know, we had just gone from July to November. And she's been applying to everything, anything that smelled like engineering on Indeed or Monster that was in our area, she was applying to. And she was not getting a hit, a bite, a reply of any kind. It was crazy. Senior, I believe her job title when the company went under or went bankrupt was senior quality engineer. She had about seven years, uh, time under her belt. And I mean, there was just nothing 
going on in the area. And if there was, it wasn't coming to us or her. Um, her contacts from the old company had kind of gone. They moved back uh, to, I think it was Oklahoma. Um, you know, it's just kind of everybody was gone all of a sudden. So, didn't really have that to go on either. And then now, in, let's say, November, we're pushing month six or seven of the pregnancy. And right, wrong, or indifferent, I think the odds of getting hired in your sixth or seventh month of pregnancy are probably low. Uh, just because the employer knows, you know, you're going to come on and then they're going to lose you for however long. Uh, you know, talk to us on the back end kind of thing once you're through this. Um, can't say that's exactly what would what would have gone down, but that's, that's the type of feelings that you start to get. I know it's probably illegal to actually not hire somebody because of that, but those are the conversations that we're having at home. You know, you start doing the even if I got an interview, they probably won't. Uh, type conversations as things are cynically kind of starting to spiral out of control. So, and I'm still in the army, still getting a master's, uh, still kind of dealing with all that. And then one day I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll start a company. I'll, I'll, I'll hire you. <laughs> uh, I can do this. Uh, you know, I'm about to have an MBA. I can do this. Uh, boy, was I wrong. Uh, nah, it's not true. I'm still working. I'm still getting there. But, uh, you know, I just thought, Jay, hey, I'm going to have an MBA. It's like, it should be too easy to start a company. I was like, how hard can it be? And that was a very naive approach, by the way. And so I'm kind of like, all right, well, I need, how am I going to start a company? I don't, well, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what, what would make sense. I have no idea. So in, uh, kind of poking around, I found this like bookkeeping thing and I was like, sweet bookkeeping. I can do that. And I was like, I'm crushing these accounting classes. So I was like, yeah, I could probably do bookkeeping too easy. So I sign up, I pay for it. And I take this whole bookkeeping course. Um, I got a bookkeeping certificate in the end and then decided I didn't want to do it for some reason. Uh, <laughs> as I look, uh, I think at the time as I was looking forward and looking down the road, I was like, this is not a sustainable solution. Uh, this requires way too much time on my behalf. And then I realized I did it for me so we could make extra money, but I needed to have something I could hand over to her when, um, I kind of, when I got done with my masters and I had to go back on the normal, active duty army schedule, I needed to have something I could do a handover or pass off kind of the daily operations with to her. And she had no interest in being a bookkeeper. So even to this day, I still hold a bookkeeping certificate, but uh, I haven't even used it once. Uh, once I kind of realized it was a great program. There's nothing against the program. It was kind of, I realized I kind of, uh, chased the first thing I saw in that regard, but that's where that was the door opening, or at least I had found the door to entrepreneurship. And that's where I kind of, st- I, you know, I poked my head in a little bit. And then, uh, shortly after I took the full step and 
you know, crossing that threshold into the vastness of, of entre- the entrepreneur world. So now I'm starting to build, actually, so I find another training package, another, another thing. It's like, Hey, we're going to, this, 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 uh, course is going to teach you how to build websites and for lead generation for people that need it. And I was like, Ooh, here we go. We're going to ride the internet wave. This makes a lot more sense. This is, you know, this feels, this feels more entrepreneurial than bookkeeping. No offense to any bookkeeper out there, but that's just, again, internal feeling. This feels like we're, you know, instead of starting a business, now we're an entrepreneur. There's really no difference, but you know, in your head, that's kind of the difference that you're thinking. That's kind of the difference that you feel. So we buy into this course and that one was good. That one, uh, that one was extremely eye opening. Again, I had been active duty or, uh, you know, special operations for so long. I don't know anything about the internet. I don't know anything about what's going on in the business world other than what I've kind of like dove into in my, my newfound master's program, all this other stuff. Um, it was a lot of very, very, very eye-opening uh, material. So just as things were kind of starting to look up, my wife now goes into preterm labor with our second now daughter at 28 weeks. Um, you know, there's been babies born before that, but if you've never really been through the, the kind of the stress of preterm labor, um, you know, a lot of things are starting to mount up. Um, I hate to break this into three episodes, but I'm about to drive through the gate and they will probably arrest me if they see me talking even on a hands-free device. Cause I don't really know the rules anymore. They keep changing them. So to be continued. Thanks for listening. We'll continue this soon. Thank you.